Welcome to 15 Minute Freelancer, your snack-sized guide to being your own boss and building a business and life you love. I'm your host, Louise Shanahan. My LinkedIn bio says I'm a freelance health copywriter, but for the next 15 minutes, I'll be tickling your ears with practical strategies, behind-the-scenes stories and nuggets of wisdom so you can create a freelance business that works for you. Whether you're just starting out or you've been self-employed for a while, I'll be right here with you to help you navigate the ups and downs of freelancing life. So grab a coffee, relax, and join me for 15 minutes of freelancing fun. Don't forget to hit subscribe. Hello, and welcome to episode four of 15 Minute Freelancer. As always, thank you for joining me today. In the last episode, I talked about how to find perfect fit freelance clients. And I know there was a lot of info in there about figuring out who your ideal clients are, where they are, the services they might need, figuring out pricing and all of that. So do let me know if you have any questions about any particular steps in that process, because I know there was a lot in there and it's kind of complicated to figure out. It was really an introduction to the idea of figuring out how to match your services to the clients who need them in a way that works for you both. So it's a big topic. Let me know on Twitter if there were any bits of that that you didn't quite get or if you have more questions about it because I know it's a big topic and I'd love to make sure that it's clear. It's something that I think about a lot. On that, today I want to look at the pricing part of that process. So specifically, I want to talk about a piece of advice that always rears its head whenever freelancers are talking about pricing their services. And I actually really dislike this advice. It gives me the no feeling. And that message is charge your worth. Honestly, I think this is terrible advice. (laughs) I know you might not expect me to say that. Like, Louise, why wouldn't you want to charge your worth? Are you going to charge less than your worth? Well, no, of course not. But my problem is, what does charge your worth actually mean? Like, what are you worth? I just don't feel like it's helpful. It's too personal. It's vague. It's not realistic. I mean, I think you're all worth millions, obviously. But good luck putting that on your pricing page. Like, who? It just doesn't help. I just don't know how that helps you get from uh, where you might be now to putting a price on your pricing page that makes sense. I think. I mean, I I suppose I think there is some value to the message. I think Charger Worth is a mindset message rather than a strategy, let's say. It's really about getting over the idea that you should feel awkward about selling. Um, I think we all have stories about money that we've grown up with. Maybe deep down you feel like you only deserve money if you've worked hard, that money has to be earned through grit and hustle, that money should be hard to come by that people who have lots of money are greedy and horrible. Maybe there's an idea that freelancers, especially creative freelancers, I think, should be doing the work out of love and passion for the art rather than for the money. I don't know, maybe maybe you have other money mindset kind of um, ideas that are sort of hardwired from when we were young and the kind of culture that we've grown up in. So the charge your worth message is valuable because I think it's really saying don't undersell yourself. Be confident in your prices. Don't feel bad for asking for proper compensation for your work. Examine that money mindset. Your personal worth is not tied to your work. So all of that, of course, I agree with. But it only gets us so far, right? Okay, don't undersell. But then what? How do we actually figure out a number that we can put on our pricing page? 
I think what we can do is value the work that we do, the effort that we put in, the expertise and experience, the results our work gets for clients. And some clients might not agree with the price that you put on that value, or they might not have the budget, and that's fine. It's not personal. That's where finding that service market fit that I talked about in the last episode comes in. Like, not every client is for you, and that's fine. So instead of thinking about charging your worth, maybe we need to think about how we can charge an amount that reflects what our work is worth to our clients. And obviously, hopefully, that's going to be an amount that works for us too. And I promise you, plenty of clients are willing and eager to pay what your work is worth to them. So how do we figure that out? There are three things that I've been thinking about lately on this topic. The first is you need to understand the value that you bring to your client's business or life. So sometimes we forget to think about what we're really offering our clients. For example, this is kind of a random example, but bear with me. (laughs) I know someone who is a property concierge. So he does maintenance type work for people who are just too busy or too fancy to do it themselves. You might think, okay, people pay hundreds of quid a month just to have someone change a light bulb for them. And I'm sure there's more to it than that. But essentially that's kind of what it is. But actually they're paying for peace of mind. They're paying to know that someone will deal with building hassles, that they'll liaise with tradespeople for them and save them energy, time, brain space. And that's obviously not something everyone would or could pay for. But what matters is the framing of that value to the client. So it's not just changing a light bulb, it's saving all this time and energy and just saving them from thinking about it. So that's what the focus would be for that person. And I've had this too. I've had family and friends kind of raise an eyebrow at what copywriters get paid to write blog posts, for example. But I'm not just sitting down to bang out 600 words to fill a page, even though people might think that, you know, that anyone could do if only they had the time. There's a lot of research, skill and strategy that goes into it. For the client, they're not just getting words on a page, they're getting an asset that can position them as an authority in their industry. They're building trust with their audience, they're building a community of engaged leads and customers, and yes, it's also saving them the time and energy and stress of trying to write it themselves. Uh, Okay, that's enough of my sales pitch, I think. But basically, what I'm suggesting is this, ask yourself, What value does your work bring to your client's business or life? Do you believe your work is worth your current rates? Do you believe your work makes your client's life easier in some way? If so, how? Do you know what results you get for them? What would they do without you? As I say, we have to be realistic. If you're just starting out, for example, maybe you can't charge the same prices as more experienced freelancers yet. And that doesn't really have anything to do with what you're worth. It maybe just means that you need to prove yourself, build credibility, build some demand and figure out the value that you bring to clients. And maybe that sounds a bit harsh and I'm sorry, but that's kind of just how it is. It's a process that we all have to go through and we all continue to go through as well. And you can raise your rates quickly as the value you bring increases and as you get better at articulating what that value is. So think about what your work means to your clients. When you can articulate the value you add, you'll feel much more confident about charging more. The second point that I want to think about here is you need to understand what makes you different from your competitors. So what's your USP? What's different about your background, your experience, your specialist skills, or your process that 
differentiates you from everyone else. I'm going to leave that in. <laughs> I don't think about other freelancers as the competition because clients are hiring us as individuals. So if someone chooses to work with you instead of me, then I guess I just wasn't the right fit. I mean, I might think they're wrong. I might be disappointed, but it's fine. I want people to work with me and you want people to work with you. That said, when it comes to pricing, you need to understand why they would choose you. If your processes are more in depth or slicker than others than what you do, factor that in. If you have qualifications or experience that others don't have, you factor that in. If it's your personality or your personal values that makes you different, that clients will align with, then factor that in. You need to show clients why your work is worth your rate and why they should hire you. And if you're not sure about what makes you stand out, there's a really easy way to figure this out. Just ask your current clients, ask your previous clients, why did they hire you? What made them choose you? And it might not be what you expect. Uh, and you can use that to inform the way you position your pricing to future clients. The third point to consider is you need to understand what the market can bear. So again, we've got to be realistic. The advice to charge what you're worth is useless if you think your work is worth tens of thousands of pounds and your target market includes people who, I don't know, bulk at the idea of paying for ProZoom. They're not going to be on the same level when it comes to agreeing a budget. So as a rule, bigger businesses have bigger budgets, but then their expectations may be different too. They might have uh, more cumbersome processes. They may want to onboard you for months on end. They may um, need you to work with a bigger team, whereas you may prefer to work one-on-one. But then on the other hand, working with solo business owners might mean you need to agree a more modest price point. So you don't have to undercharge if that's what you choose, but you maybe can't charge thousands of pounds a day. You've just got to be realistic and find the right balance for you. So again, that's going back to what we talked about in the last episode about finding the ideal clients, the ideal service for them and a service that's ideal for you to deliver and then finding that sweet spot with the price point that works for both of you. Then this is where we get practical and start to figure out the actual numbers. And people do this in different ways. I don't think there's a right or wrong way to figure out your pricing. I can maybe give you a a brief summary of how I think about this and maybe that will be helpful for you. But obviously this is just my experience and many industries do this differently. In some industries there may be more kind of fixed rates and um, a, a more rigid expectation of what rates are going to be. But this is how I figure it out. So I would consider how much I want to make each year or each quarter. I think about how many days a week I want to work or how many hours I want to work. I think about the type of projects I want to work on, so whether that's going to be shorter ad hoc projects or longer contracts. I div- I would then do, do some maths, <laughs> divide the number of hours or days you want to work by the number of projects or hours you want to do, and that will give you a sort of benchmark day rate or hourly rate. I, I mean, hourly rate's a bit fiddly. So I tend to think in day rates, and then I use that to create a rate per project. Once I've figured that out, I'll consider what others who I feel are offering something similar to me, maybe with a similar level of experience and skill set, I'll see what they're charging and see where I sit alongside that and whether that feels right. I'll also consider how I feel about saying those rates out loud. I think it should be a wee bit scary. Uh, an amount that 
doesn't feel like you're taking the piss, but that makes you excited to get started. That's kind of what I'm going for. And of course, I need to factor in any cost or overhead. So when I'm doing that calculation of the number of hours I want to work and the kind of projects I want to do, I have to make sure I don't forget all the costs and overheads and time that's spent on non-client facing work. So it, although we maybe don't want to think of it as time for money, that kind of is what we're doing. Uh, the, we'll, the time that you spend on client work is the time that you're getting paid for, but the whole business involves a lot more than that. So you need to make sure you factor in time for your marketing and admin and finance and all of that too. So. I, just one other thing I want to add here. I prefer to price by the project rather than by a day rate most of the time. But I do find it helpful to have a day rate in mind to help me figure out the overall rate. And that also helps me make sure that I'm consistent when I look at what I'm charging for different types of projects. But that's really up to you. And as I say, this may vary from industry to industry. Hopefully, once you've done all that, you have a price that reflects what your work is worth to you and your client. Happy days. <laughs> and you can be flexible with that if you want. Sometimes you might charge less and that's fine. It doesn't mean you're underselling yourself. It doesn't mean you're not charging your worth. It's up to you. You know, I always say this, it's your business. You decide. I sometimes do this with charities where I feel really strongly about what they're doing or I might give a discount to clients who want to pay a whole year's retainer up front, which you know makes such a difference to me in terms of cash flow that I'm happy to do that. You don't have to do that. You don't have to offer discounts at all. Plenty of people don't. But if you want to, that's up to you. It's just something to consider. So your 15 minute task for this week is to look at your pricing and really ask yourself if it feels right. Do your prices reflect the value you bring to your clients? Are you selling yourself short? Can you articulate what makes you different from everyone else and why clients should choose you? Can you ask your previous clients why they chose you? Maybe that would help. Do you feel like your rates are realistic but still make you feel excited? Are you, are you excited to tell people what your prices are? <laughs> and as I say, this is all based on my own experience. So you may have other costs that you need to factor in. Uh, and just make sure that you do. But my main message for you today is to realize how much your work is valued by your clients and be confident in setting rates that reflect that. Okay, that's all for today. I would be so grateful if you could find me on Twitter. If you've got any questions, let me know. It's at Louise Shanahan underscore. I'll put it in the show notes. I would be so grateful if you could subscribe, leave a re review, share it with a freelance friend if you find this helpful. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time. You've been listening to 15 Minute Freelancer with me, Louise Shanahan, freelance health copywriter and content marketer at thecopyprescription.com. If you enjoyed this, please hit subscribe, leave a review or share it with a freelance friend. And if you've got a freelancing question you want answered on the podcast, find me and say hi on Twitter, LinkedIn or Instagram. Thanks and until next time, happy freelancing!